Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod. And today we are talking about how to achieve inner peace. What does that mean? Well, how to achieve a state of inner peace or what I often call inner freedom, where you are able to maintain a sense of calm and clarity in your daily life and in the face of adversity, unexpected challenges, loss, tragedy, difficulty. How do you elevate your state of consciousness to that of inner peace so that no matter what happens to you, the outside forces of the world, events, other people, challenges that come your way are not able to deter nor determine your mental and emotional state, but you are able to decide those things for yourself. That's what we're gonna talk about today. Before we dive in, I wanna take just a couple of minutes to thank our sponsors. And today I'm gonna do something I don't always do. I'm gonna highlight two very specific products. So our first sponsor, longtime sponsor, Organifi. Organifi makes some of the highest quality organic whole food supplements. And I wanna talk about their complete protein because I use this in my smoothie every single day. So Organifi Complete Protein is a two-in-one protein and multivitamin shake. It's an organic and vegan protein powder complete with multivitamins and digestive enzymes. It features 13 of your daily vitamins and minerals from whole foods, not synthetic lab-grown compounds, and it includes 20 grams of plant-based protein all in one delicious, easy-to-mix shake. Soy-free Plant protein, seven superfoods, 100% organic, complete multivitamin and digestive enzymes, and it can help curb your cravings. They make chocolate and they make vanilla. I've got both, but I lean toward vanilla and have chocolate when I want to mix it up. If you want to add an organic, whole food, plant-based protein to your diet or you want to switch it up and try Organifi, I highly recommend head over to Organifi.com forward slash Hal. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Hal and then use the discount code Hal, H-A-L at checkout for 20% off your entire order. And then last but not least, our newer sponsor who, they're not new anymore. I've been around, what, six, seven, eight months, but Cured Nutrition. And one of their products that I take, I've mentioned their nightcaps before. I actually switched where I take their nightcaps only when I'm on the road. And at home, I take their CBN oil. Let me explain what this is. When it comes to health and wellness, we can all rant and rave over the latest fads. But the truth is, ensuring something as simple as a good night of sleep would do more for our wellness than all of those fads combined. And in addition to eliminating artificial blue light after the sun sets and timing my last meal several hours before heading to bed, I started including CBN oil in my bedtime routine. I take it 30 to 45 minutes before I hope to fall asleep and I couldn't feel more satisfied with the results. Not only am I getting the most restful sleep I've ever experienced, I'm also waking up refreshed with zero grogginess, you know, how often can you say that the effective or the various 
sleep aids that are on the market. So right now you can get 20% off of CBN oil and all of Cured Nutrition's products. Head over to curednutrition.com, C-U-R-E-D, curednutrition.com forward slash Hal, and then use the discount code H-A-L at checkout for 20% off your entire order. And of course, check out Organifi's website and Cured Nutrition's website for a whole variety, a whole variety of uh, organic whole food supplements that will enhance your health and well-being. All right, without further ado, let's talk about how you can achieve inner peace and how that can transform literally every aspect of your life, not only your mental and emotional well-being, but we're going to talk about how inner peace impacts your productivity. Here we go. Hey, Goal Achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, friends and family, thank you for joining today. And uh, I want to talk about inner peace. Inner peace, is that some woo-woo, fluffy topic, you know, that would be nice, but life, but it's not realistic, you know, life's too challenging to worry about inner peace. Is that for people that have um, all their needs met, they've, you know, attained a certain level of success or uh, sustainability to where their life's kind of easy. So now they can focus on inner peace or is inner peace what could and or should come first in order to not only enjoy the life that we have, but create the life that we want. And I'd invite you to consider this, that when you don't have inner peace, right, when you're experiencing what I would call inner turmoil, kind of the opposite of inner peace, inner turmoil, which could be emotional pain, instability, you know, where your your emotions are all over the place because they are being determined by your external circumstances, some other outside forces such as other people or events or thoughts about your past or worrying about your future. Consider that when you're not at peace internally, when you're experiencing inner turmoil, you don't think clearly and therefore you're not going to make the best decisions you're not going to be able to take the most effective actions. Uh, But if you are at peace, then from that place of inner peace, not only are you able to actually go through life calmly and enjoy this one life that you've been blessed to live, but inner peace might be the most important, if not at least the, the most fundamental state of consciousness for productivity. And for achievement, because again, from that place of inner peace, we can think clearly, we can make better decisions, make optimal decisions, we can take effective actions. So when I talk about inner peace today, I'm approaching it from that perspective of this isn't just about, you know, feeling good, feeling at peace. It's actually about putting yourself in a state of consciousness that allows you to be the most effective in everything that you do. So in that way, you could say this is literally, you know, inner peace is the key to productivity. It's the key to happiness. That's another thing to consider is that peace is not an emotion. Peace is a state of being. And what's the difference? Well, if you if you imagine that you've got positive and negative emotions, right? Meaning you've got emotions that make you feel good and then emotions that don't feel good. Right. And I, that's where using the word positive and negative is, it's kind of subjective because the words positive and negative might, you know, you could take that as like good or bad. And, and it's not to say that, you know, that a 
negative emotion is bad. It can actually be really beneficial. To grieve, for example, you might call sadness, you might categorize that as a negative emotion, but feeling sad is is really a part of the human experience and it's a part of it's a part of grieving and it's something that we should be very much welcoming to that. Where emotions can become detrimental is when they take control of us. When we don't have control of our mental and emotional state, but outside forces do. So other people, events, our past, things that are out of our control, when we allow that to determine our mental and emotional state, then we are setting ourselves up for, I don't know if I'd say failure, but we're setting ourselves up for not optimal states of consciousness and therefore not being able to move through life in the most effective way. And so I'm going to read a passage from a book uh, right now, as I often like to do. And this book, uh, this is called Peace is Every Step, The Path of Mindfulness in Everyday Life. I know the author. I I have multiple books of his. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, I'll do my best. Thich Nhat Hanh, T-H-I-C-H-N-H-A-T-H-A-N-H. So you might, hearing the spelling, might be able to understand why uh, I don't naturally know how to pronounce uh, his name. But uh, it really, uh, he's an expert in mindfulness. I think this book was written in 1976, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh, copyright 1991. Interesting. All right, so I've got another one of his books that was written called the, I think it's the Miracle of Mindfulness, written in 76. Uh, so I'm going to read from you the first page. And the title of this, uh, the book's not really organized into chapters. It's just organized into many, many, many small sections, if you will, that are anywhere from, you know, one to to a few pages. So uh, the very first page of the book, 24 brand new hours. Every morning when we wake up, we have 24 brand new hours to live. What a precious gift. We have the capacity to live in a way that these 24 hours will bring peace, joy, and happiness to ourselves and others. Peace is present right here and now in ourselves, and in everything we do and see. The question is whether or not we are in touch with it. We don't have to travel far away to enjoy the blue sky. We don't have to leave our city or even our neighborhood to enjoy the eyes of a beautiful child. Even the air we breathe can be a source of joy. We can smile, breathe, walk, and eat our meals in a way that allows us to be in touch with the abundance of happiness that is available. We are very good at preparing to live, but not very good at living. I want to say that again. We are very good at preparing to live, but not very good at living. We know how to sacrifice 10 years for a diploma, and we are willing to work very hard to get a job, a car, a house, and so on. But we have difficulty remembering that we are alive in the present moment, the only moment there is for us to be alive. Every breath we take, every step we make can be filled with peace joy, and serenity. We need only to be awake, alive in the present moment. I don't know about you, but that really spoke to me. In fact, I wrote, here's what I wrote at the top of that page. I wrote, reread and fully embody this chapter. And then I wrote, also known as become it by implementing it. Start by rewriting it in the form of an affirmation and read it every day. Uh, I want to skip a couple of pages ahead and, uh, and read another question that he poses. 
He says, if we do not have peace and joy right now, when will we have peace and joy? Tomorrow or after tomorrow? What is preventing us from being happy right now? As we follow our breathing, we can simply say calming, smiling, present moment, wonderful moment. So the the part of that that I wanted to extract was the question, if we do not have peace and joy right now, when will we have peace and joy, tomorrow or after tomorrow? Uh, I wrote a book I published in 2006 called Taking Life Head On. It was my first ever book uh, that I published. And in that book, the tagline of that book, the subtitle is Love the Life You Have While You Create the Life of Your Dreams, based on the premise that most of us are waiting to love the life we have until we create the life of our dreams, right? We go through life not living as as Fitch, if I'm saying his name right, talks about that we're very good at preparing to live, but not very good at living, right? So we're not living in the moment. We're pursuing a better life, better circumstances, more money, a relationship, et cetera, financial, whatever we're pursuing. And we're, we're literally, we live life preparing to live, going, oh, once I accomplish this, once I achieve this, once I change this, once this person is different, then, and only then, I can love the life that I have, but not the life I actually have now, because it's not the life I want. I'm, I'm pursuing the life I want, but here's the problem. That becomes a perpetual way of living, a perpetual way of being. It's in pursuit, right? Even the, um, the Declaration of Independence, I believe it was, said that uh, we are guaranteed life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit. Well, if you're only guaranteed the pursuit of happiness, then doesn't that mean that you'll arguably be pursuing happiness for your entire life? And it ends up being fleeting. Happiness becomes fleeting. It's a, an emotional state and you can be happy one minute and then the next moment you're upset, angry, sad, depressed, regretful, whatever it is, resentful based on some new change of unfavorable information or some event that occurs. And so the idea and something we've talked about here for the last you know year or so on the podcast is elevating our consciousness. And what does that mean? Elevating your state of consciousness. Here's the difference between emotional states and states of consciousness. So inner peace, which is the topic of our conversation today, is a state of consciousness. It's not an emotion, not an emotional state. And the difference is emotional states are fleeting, right? You can be, like I just said, happy one minute, and then some bad news completely changes your emotional state. Now you're upset. So emotional states are very unstable. They are uh, short-lived typically, right? Usually if you're angry, you're not angry for you know, days or weeks or months or years. Now you might be an angry, relatively angry person, meaning that, you know, you could go to anger quite often, but it's not the sustainable state where you just stay in that state. Usually you're happy for a bit and then you're upset for a bit and then you're happy again. And then, you know, and maybe you're upset more than you're happy. In fact, I think that's one of the biggest problems uh, for human beings is we don't allow ourselves to be happy. We don't allow ourselves to be happy because we believe happiness is either waiting in the future, right? We're, pr- we're pursuing happiness. We're as uh, Fitch Nat Han, I, I should have Googled how to pronounce his name before I recorded the podcast. Um, but as he says, right, we know to sacrifice 10 years for a diploma and we're willing to work very hard to get a job, a car, a house, and so on. 
but we have difficulty remembering that we are alive in the present moment. And the only moment there is for us to be alive and only moment to be happy is this moment. And if you can't be happy with the life you have now, and that's what I talked about in, in the book I wrote, Taking Life Head On. I said, if you can't be happy with the life that you have now, what makes you think you'll know how to be happy with the life that you think you want in the future? Because it's about how you're choosing to experience your life. If you choose to experience life by focusing on what's wrong with your current life situation and pursuing something better and deciding that you'll only be happy or happier when you achieve that something better, then you're going to, that's a perpetual way of being. It's a perpetual way of experiencing life. So if you're not happy now, if you're not at peace now, likely nothing you do will make you happy other than choosing to be at peace now, choosing to be happy now, choosing to love the life you have with all its imperfections and all the the challenges that you might be facing, the difficulties, but choosing to love my life now. Because you go, look, I have one life. Some days it's awesome. Some days are more challenging, but I can choose how I experience every moment. In fact, it's arguably the only choice that we have. Actually, I'd say there's two choices, how you experience every moment and how you show up in every moment, which are very much related, meaning life's challenging, but I'm going to choose to accept life as it is and stop wishing it were different in this moment. I will work on making it better. I will take action, but I will do so while I'm at peace with my reality in this moment. You follow? So you really, we have two choices in any given moment. We can resist reality and wish it were different and understand that resisting reality is the source of emotional pain to the degree that we resist our reality determines the degree of emotional pain that we feel. And let me give you an example of that. If you hit traffic, let's say you're running late to an appointment, right? You're, you're, you need to be there. Okay. You're, oh, you leave the house. Oh gosh. I hope there's no traffic. I hope, I hope there's no traffic. I hope this, I hope that I hope there's no traffic because I really need to be on time and I'm leaving at just the, the last possible second where, you know, I've, I need an open road to be on time. And if, if I, if I hit traffic, I'm going to be late. And then there's going to be a consequence for that, right? We, most of us can relate to this. And then let's say you're driving and all of a sudden you hit traffic. There's a car accident, whatever the reason for the traffic is, but you hit traffic. And you go, no, 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 not today. God, I, 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 can't, I can't deal with traffic today. I'm going to be late. We resist reality, wishing the traffic was not there. And let me ask you a question. Does resisting reality change it? No, doesn't change the speed of the traffic in front of us. So what does it do? It causes inner turmoil. It causes us to be upset and frustrated. I'll say this again, to the degree that we resist reality determines the degree of emotional pain and inner turmoil that we create for ourselves. See, we were lied to. We were told, we were conditioned, mostly by other people's example, that the reason we are upset, when we feel upset, the reason we're upset is because of the thing that we're focusing on. I'm upset because of the traffic. You're right. We're upset because of the traffic. That's why we're upset. And if you if you arrived at your destination, you show up at work and you're late, you know, and you you're walking all frazzled and you're oh, you're so frustrated. And your coworker says, "Why? Hey, what's what's? Why are you so upset? Why are you why are you frustrated? Why and why are you late? Right? And you you've got something to blame. 
The reason you're late, the reason you're upset, the reason you're frustrated is traffic. You should have seen the traffic on I-5. It was unbelievable. And and that's why I'm upset. That's why I'm frustrated because of the traffic that I experienced. But that's not accurate. That's not actually true. It's what we all think is true. It's how we live. We, We always have someone or something to blame for how we feel. That includes feeling good, by the way, right? Why are you so happy? Oh, because I just got a raise. Because someone gave me a compliment. Because, right? It's some outside force. Like, think about that. We're not in control of our mental and emotional state because we've given away our power to these outside forces that we blame for the way that we feel inside. I'm going to say this. This is, again, this is like the premise of The Miracle Life, which is a chapter that I am trying to finish. I've been working on it for like four months. It's one chapter. But good news, I got it from 38,000 words down to 8,000 words. But our target is 6,000 words. So I'm still like 33% too long. Anyway, but um, the premise of The Miracle Life is that we've been conditioned to believe when good things happen, I feel good. When bad things happen, I feel bad. The premise of The Miracle Life is a new paradigm. Not a new paradigm, but it's a paradigm that says, No matter what happens, I actually take responsibility for choosing how I feel. I accept my life exactly as it is. Therefore, I'm at peace. I choose to be grateful for each moment, not because of what's going on necessarily, not a circumstantial gratitude, but I'm grateful for each moment because I understand that gratitude is the doorway to happiness. I'll say that again. Gratitude is the doorway to happiness. In fact, Acceptance is the key that unlocks the door to inner peace. And then gratitude is the doorway to happiness. Hold on. I need to write that down because that needs to go in the book. And I don't think I have it said quite like that. Okay. Please bear with me because I really don't want to lose this. All right. So acceptance is the key. You guys, you all can say I was there with Hal while he was writing The Miracle Life. You're, you're literally with me while I'm writing. Acceptance is the key that unlocks the door to inner peace. Gratitude is the doorway to happiness. All right, I'll play, I'll massage that a little bit, but that's the general idea. Um, So what does that mean? Well, right, except if resisting reality is the cause of all of our emotional pain, and, and it essentially is, right? You lose a loved one. If you resist it, then you create emotional pain. And the moment you accept it is the moment you, you give yourself, you, you unlock the door, to inner peace. And it's important to understand, and I, I, I touched on this earlier, but I want to go a little bit deeper into it, that inner peace or peace and peace is not an emotional state. It's a state of consciousness. What's the difference? As I said, emotional states are fleeting, right? You got, you got positive emotions over on one side, you got negative emotions over on the other side. And you can, jost, you can go between the two very quickly based on what you focus on. Peace is in the middle. It's in between. In fact, when I, when I am giving a speech and I share this lesson, I always put my right hand up and I say, you've got positive emotions over here. And I kind of wave it in a circle. And then I hold my left hand up and I am doing it right now, by the way, if you want to picture this, I hold my left hand up and I say, you've got painful emotions over here, right? So positive emotions on one side, painful emotions on the other side. And then I bring my right hand to heart center and I bring my left hand to heart center and I put them in prayer position as a visual to say in between painful emotions and pleasant emotions is a state of inner peace. 
And the way that you access that state is by making a conscious choice to stop resisting reality and wishing things that are out of your control were different, such as traffic, such as what happened in the past, such as what other people do or say. All of those are out of your control. Think about that for a second. You, you know, you can't control traffic. You can't go back in time and you can't control the past. You can't control other people and what they do or say or don't do. Yet, how often do we experience mental and emotional pain, inner turmoil over our past that we can't control, over other people that we can't control, worrying about a future that isn't happening right now, right? It's not, it's not real. It might happen. It might not. We also don't know how it's going to be when it actually does happen, meaning you might be worried about something that you know is coming down the pipe. It's inevitable. It's the circumstance that's coming, but you don't know how it's going to be when you experience it. It might be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. How many of us can look back at tragedies in our lives that they broke us or nearly broke us during the tragedy, but then we look back and we're actually grateful that we endured it. Think about like the breakup of a relationship, you know, that your heart, you were heartbroken, you were distraught, you, you might have not wanted to, to go on anymore, not wanted to live anymore because that person you loved broke your heart and left you. But then you look back one day and you go, oh, wow, that was for the best. Or you go, you know, the growth I experienced by getting through that really difficult time in my life actually served my highest good. I became a better version of myself, stronger and more capable. I'm so grateful that I endured that tragedy. And it really goes along with the saying, hindsight is 2020. We've all heard that before. Hindsight is 2020, meaning that you look back and you have, you know, you have a different degree of clarity and understanding over why something happened or or the benefit of it happening. And what I would offer you is the question, why live that way? Meaning, you know, if, if hindsight's 2020, why live in a way where you experience suffering in the present as opposed to seeing the benefit of your challenges in the present? And the benefit might not be happening in the moment. It might be a future benefit. But why not, as you're enduring difficult times in your life, go, you know what? Every adversity serves me. Every adversity is an opportunity to learn, grow, and become better than we've ever been before. And so why not be grateful for it in the moment? Why not be at peace with it in the moment as opposed to suffering for an, who knows how long and then one day in the future looking back and go, oh, I actually, that was actually, there was actually an opportunity in that adversity. And and I'm actually grateful that it happened because, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without it. Like most people go through life playing the same repeating pattern, suffer, eventually see the benefit in the, in, in the adversity, right? Experience adversity, suffer, look back and see the benefit. Experience adversity, suffer, you know, and the suffering can be detrimental. It can be depression. It can be, you know, anxiety. It can be to the degree that you resist reality determines the degree you create emotional pain. So if you're like, no, God, no, this, I didn't deserve this. Wasn't supposed to be this way. This was supposed to be different, right? Though that's the language we often use in our head when we're resisting reality. And if you really resist reality, then you really create emotional pain and inner turmoil for yourself. But the moment you choose to accept reality exactly as it is, you might not be happy about it, but you can, you can immediately be at peace. 
And remember, peace is not an emotion. It's a state of consciousness. And if you condition the state of consciousness that is inner peace, and I'll talk about more about how to, some practical tools on how to do that here in a sec. But if you condition the state of consciousness that is inner peace, then when you do experience some bad news or a disturbing event, it doesn't wreck you. It doesn't mess you up. It doesn't ruin you because you live your life in a state of acceptance. You accept life as it is. You're generally at peace with all things. And so while a disturbing event might, you know, you might have an initial emotional response that's painful, you return. We always return to our state of consciousness. The other side of that is if someone lives in a state of consciousness of fear, for example, then whenever anything happens that stimulates their fear, that pokes or prods their fear, now because they live in that state, all painful emotions are amplified. You could say your state of consciousness is your filter. You filter everything through your state of consciousness. If you are experiencing difficult experiences, challenges, or you're worried about something in the future and you're, you're filtering that through the state of consciousness of fear, again, it amplifies the detriment that every painful emotion causes. But if your filter is inner peace and you experience those disturbing events or that fearful future, you're filtering it through your state of consciousness, which is inner peace. And the way that you can achieve inner peace, you know, the practical tools that you've probably heard me talk about many times before are the five minute rule and the can't change it mantra. I learned this when I was 19 years old. My, my mentor, my manager, I started in sales and he said, Hal, sales is a microcosm for life, but mostly in terms of adversity. Most people experience rejection and failure occasionally, but as a salesperson, you're going to experience it every day, multiple times a day. And he said, you need some tools to manage your adversity. You manage when you face challenges or disappointments or setbacks. And he said, number one, the first tool is the five-minute rule. You simply set your timer for five minutes after you feel, find yourself getting upset over something. So if a customer, he would say, if a customer cancels an order or no shows on you when you drive out to their home and they're not there, they forgot about you or they ditched you or whatever, or if you... If you have a, you know, you, um, you don't reach your goal for the week, even though you worked really, really hard and you find yourself upset, disappointed, distraught in some way, he's taught us, you set your timer on your phone for five minutes and you give yourself five minutes to bitch, moan, complain, cry, vent, punch a wall, like whatever, feel your feelings. Don't suppress them. Don't try to be positive. Feel whatever naturally comes up for five minutes. And he said, the reason for the timer though, is you lose value. And the emotions become detrimental when they're extended over a long period of time. There's value in the short term. If you're upset that you didn't reach a goal, that can signal you to examine what you did or didn't do or could have done differently to reach that goal. If you weren't upset, you wouldn't even think to examine your behavior. But if you're upset, you can that, that's a signal that, okay, I'm upset I did something, I did something or something wasn't what I wanted it to be. So is there anything I could have done differently? And if there is, then you extract that lesson, you apply it the next week and you accept life exactly as it is. And then you move on. There's no point in dwelling on something that you cannot change and continuing to create and perpetuate emotional pain and inner turmoil. So he taught us, set a timer for five minutes, give yourself five minutes to feel your emotions. When the timer goes off, you say three very powerful words. 
can't change it. A simple acknowledgement that, okay, I can't go back in time and change what happened five minutes ago. So I have one of two, I have two choices or I have one choice to make between two options. Number one, I can continue to resist reality, wish that what happened five minutes ago didn't happen and be upset over it. I can do that for I can, as long as I want. I could be upset. I could be frustrated. I could be sad, angry, you name it. That's choice number one is I could per- continue to resist reality and create emotional pain for myself. And that's what most of us do, but unconsciously. We're not aware that we have this choice. So we just continue to unconsciously resist reality and suffer. But it's self-induced suffering. Or choice number two is I can accept reality exactly as it is. I can acknowledge that I can't go back in time and change what happened five minutes ago, but I can choose to accept it, be at peace with it. And from that place of peace, I can then choose what's my optimal mental and emotional state to move forward. Or what action can I take now that is in my control? For example, going back to my, you know, when I learned this lesson in sales, when a customer canceled their order or a customer canceled their appointment or whatever, right? Rather than dwelling on it, which most salespeople do, and then and they end up quitting sales. That's why sales is a tough job because you have so much rejection and failure that most people, they, they don't have these tools and they can't handle it. And so they get upset when something doesn't go according to plan, when they get rejected or someone cancels and they don't feel good and they are upset. And then that extends for a long period of time. And then, you know, maybe they eventually get over it after, you know, the next day, maybe they wake up the next morning, they go, okay, I'm going to try again. Or maybe it takes a couple of days. But then what happens is they experience another rejection before they've even gotten over the first one. In fact, they probably didn't get over the first one actually in a healthy way. They just swept it under the rug and they go, well, whatever, you know, I got, I got to move on. But they didn't actually accept it like consciously. But the point is they keep experiencing these little micro traumas, right? And you've, you've been there before. It happens in relationships as well, right? These micro traumas where things happen that upset you. And if they happen often enough, frequent enough, and for too long, then you eventually throw in the towel. You go, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. What does that mean? I can't do this anymore. I can't feel the way I feel anymore. Again, it happens in relationships just as much as it does in a sales career, right? If your significant other does something that upsets you and more often than not, you don't accept it because it wasn't fair. It wasn't right. They shouldn't have done it. You've told them before not to do it. And so you're not willing to accept it. Instead, you want to suffer. You don't want to suffer, but that's what you're doing. You're creating self-suffering because you're resisting reality and wishing they were different. This is so applicable in relationships, wishing they didn't do the thing they did, wishing they didn't say the thing they said, wishing that they were different. And remember, to the degree that you wish something or someone were different that is out of your control determines the degree of emotional pain that you experience, which robs you of the inner peace that is available to you at all times. I want to read that passage, part of that passage again from the book Peace is every step. I'm looking for it. Uno momento. He says, peace is present right here and now in ourselves and in everything we do and see. The question is whether or not we are in touch with it. We don't have to travel far away to enjoy the blue sky. We don't have to leave our city or even our neighborhood to enjoy the eyes of a beautiful child. Even the air we breathe can be a source of joy. That's the essence of mindfulness, right? It's being completely present 
And they usually start with your breath, right? In, out. Breathe with me. In, out. Do you find joy in every breath? You can. It's simply being present to the joy that's available to you in each breath. Inner peace is available to us at all times. We simply have to be present to it. We have to be aware of it. What blocks us from inner peace is inner turmoil. What causes inner turmoil is our resistance to reality. How do we transcend resisting reality? How do we transcend inner turmoil? By consciously choosing to accept reality, or I like to use the word life, to accept life exactly as it is. How do you accept life exactly as it is? The two tools that I've found to do it are number one, the five-minute rule. So it gives you that five-minute buffer to feel your emotional pain, your whatever's coming up for you, your unpleasant or difficult, challenging emotions. Five minutes, and then when the timer goes off, take a deep breath. And you say, can't change it as an acknowledgement that I can't change what happened five minutes ago. So right now I have a choice to make. I can continue to resist reality and that you have that choice. You can continue to perpetuate emotional pain by resisting reality, or you can choose to accept life exactly as it is and give yourself the gift of inner peace, the state of consciousness that is emotionally neutral and from which not only are you calm and clear-headed, but from that emotionally neutral state of inner peace, you can choose the state of consciousness, the emotional state that best serves you. You can say, now that I'm at peace, what would best serve me in this moment? Maybe it's happiness. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's confidence. Maybe it's focus. Maybe it's empathy. If, you're, you know, if, 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 if we're applying this to a relationship and your significant other did or said something that upset you, and you're frustrated and you're resisting it, and you're replaying it in your head. And the timer, and you set your timer for five minutes. You go into the other room by yourself. You give yourself five minutes to be frustrated, upset, angry at that your loved one. Timer goes off. <sighs> Deep breath. Can't change it. I can't change what they said or what they did. And right now I have a choice. I can either continue to be upset, but does that really serve me or them or our relationship and the harmony that I seek, that I aspire to in my relationship? The answer is probably no. So if I'm not going to resist reality, what's the alternative? It's to accept reality, accept life exactly as it is, accept my spouse exactly as they are, my daughter, my son, my brother, my sister, my mother, my father, exactly as they are, and be at peace. It doesn't mean that you are happy with what they did or said or didn't do, but it's much more powerful than being happy about it. You're at peace. It's not an emotion that is short-lived and fleeting. It is a state of consciousness. Inner peace is a state of consciousness that is an underlying way of experiencing every moment of your life. How do you get there? It's through daily conditioning. The way that you embody states of consciousness are through daily conditioning. It's consciousness conditioning or conditioning your consciousness. How do you do that? By listening to this podcast again by taking notes and writing down, pausing it and writing down the one-liners, the quotes, the, the philosophies, the mantras, the five-minute rule, can't change it. Writing down the components from this podcast that for you, you say, oh, wow, if I could embody that, if I could learn to 
set that five minute timer and commit to that every time I felt upset. I was ex- every time I experienced emotional pain or turmoil, if I could set that timer and then commit that when the timer goes off, I, hit, I, I say, can't change it. And I make that choice to accept my life exactly as it is. And the choice to be at peace with what I can't change, peace with my reality. And then I ask myself, what's the optimal state of consciousness now to choose next? I want to be grateful. I want to be happy. I want to be whatever it is. I want to be empathetic to my spouse. They're having a bad day. They're doing the best they can with who they are. They've got their own trauma that they're reliving in our relationship. And I can either hate them for it and fault them for it, or I can be at peace with it and accept them and love them. Isn't that what you signed up for? Is, didn't you sign up to love your spouse and your kids and your significant other through good and sickness and health, good and bad, right? Inner peace is the state of consciousness that enables you to have the freedom to choose how you experience every moment of your life and how you show up for yourself and for others. I hope this has been helpful for you. And we're going to continue talking about this from different angles because this is the miracle life. The miracle life is your ability to choose how you experience every moment of this one life you've been blessed to live, regardless of the difficulties you face. Because as Michael Singer said, I'm going to end with a quote, what you'll find is that the only thing you really want from life is to feel enthusiasm joy and love. If you can feel that all the time, who cares what happens on the outside? If you can always feel up, if you can always feel excited about the experience of the moment, then it doesn't make any difference what the experience is. That was from Michael Singer in the book, The Untethered Soul. Goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, I love you. And the world needs more people now to embody inner peace as a state of consciousness so that you're not reactive. You don't take out your emotional turmoil on other people. But if we can all experience inner peace, we'll be a lot more conscious as a society. And that's what the Miracle Morning mission is, right? To elevate the consciousness of humanity, one person and one morning at a time. And once again, thank you for being that person. I love you. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.